the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to laugh at, talk about? Anything that you want to look into, whether it comes to investing, insurance, retirement, I'm your man. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. A lot going on on Wall Street uh, as the year's winding down. I guess it's been a pretty tumultuous year, and I think that's all we're supposed to do in the month of December, kind of look back and start to look forward. Growth concerns. It's kind of like last year we talked a lot about risk on, risk off. This year it's a little bit different. Um, <clears throat> so as we're winding up, let's see, I got to punch in a password real quick. Uh, I always want to make sure I give you the right data. So um, as we're winding up the year, it's, it's kind of interesting. The political environment is contentious, to say the least, around the United States, and I would say almost even the world. When I was growing up, civics in eighth grade taught us that presidents weren't really all that powerful. Well, they suddenly are. I think the biggest abuse of power until recently had to be Lincoln, where he froze habeas corpus laws. Um, And they're like, how can you do that? I always thought presidents were supposed to go along with Congress, kind of keep them in check a little bit. But anyway, it's been a very brutal year, to say the least, as far as politics goes. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. You could almost say it's a horror movie right now, what's happening with growth stocks. It's almost like, um, is there going to be enough growth in the earth? Will China invest in their own economy? Why is China telling their citizens to sell real estate worldwide? There's a little bit of that big kind of evil empire thing going on, right? So... Economic growth concerns are out there, and we had this big tax cut that still a lot of Americans don't know if it's going to help them or not, as we haven't done our taxes for 2018 until middle of 2019. So the big picture right now is that the market is acting like a big wet blanket, and there's nothing fun about big wet blankets. Um, if you ever go camping, don't let the blanket get wet, right? China poured a lot of cold water on that blanket today. China's November industrial production and retail sales reports were weaker than expected revealing a deceleration in growth. Okay, now that's something we got to start thinking about really quick here. China's not growing. In the last 20 years, I think you could probably say fairly that because China has been spending and building buildings and building roads and building internet connections and building their army, they're spending, right? Uh, have you ever heard the phrase, your money's no good here? <laughs> uh, Chinese money's good money. So did the stock market. So Thursday's performance in stock market planted a lot of seeds as it featured another poor showing from the financial and transportation stocks. So there's a lot of confusion going on. 
Financials and transports are supposed to say, hey, look how great things are going to be six months from now. And they're not. So domestically, we saw the Russell 2000, another kind of leading indicator of good things because you could exclude China. You know, small cap companies tend not to do a lot of business in China, um, in the United States. And then you get PMI reports from December for Germany and France and the Eurozone, and they're all weaker than expected. So again, it's a wet blanket. And wet blankets don't party well on Wall Street. Retail sales report was out, and it was better than you would think, or better than what was expected. So again, transports and financials and Russell 2000 stocks struggling. And on the other hand, you have retail sales and employment in the United States doing pretty well. That should be enough to get over our depression, so to speak. Key takeaway... You know, if you exclude auto and gasoline, building materials and food services and drinking places, uh, what's left, but it increased nine-tenths of a percent. So that's goods components for personal consumption expenditures in the GDP report. So autos can sometimes be a little bit lumpy. A lot of data you tend to want to look at on a three-month basis. Um, I don't have a good lumpy mashed potato reference, but if I did, I'd use it here. But it's a little bit lumpy. So the data... And uh, again, it makes you it makes you go. How's 2019 looking? I saw one analyst say, "Hey, my favorite stock for 2019 is going to be Facebook." Not because necessarily it's poised for greatness, but because it had such a lousy year, it can't get much worse. Is the thought driving by Facebook this morning? It is a huge campus that's getting huger. They took over the old Sun Microsystems campus, and uh, I thought that was big. And they've built another one right kitty corner. Is that? The right way of saying that. And then they're basically buying up the whole two-mile stretch, and they're putting buildings in. They're cool buildings, which is a nice thing. So, um, Widely held companies like Costco, Starbucks, and Adobe, um, all doing pretty good. Now, interesting little factoid about Starbucks. Well, not Starbucks. Let's do Costco first. They have a lot of people who use Costco services who are dead. They sign up for the membership, and they, the family just keeps paying it even after they die. It's like, whoa. And they report this as, like, news. And then Starbucks just opened up a big roastery today in New York City. And they're trying to say, hey, look, we got you covered. If you want high end, we got you covered. We got our Starbucks. We got you covered. If you want better breakfasts than what maybe is McDonald's, we got you covered. And I saw that something like 25% of all Starbucks will start delivering in 2019. I don't know if we need that, but we're going to get it. So we go with that. So China, uh, they don't have a very good poker face. Or maybe their poker face is so bad that it's good. They're saying they're going to suspend its added 25% tariff on 211 U.S. vehicles and auto part items. And they're going to bring back the rate all the way down to 15% from January 1 to March 1. And it, it kind of says, hey, we're starting to meet you halfway. Um, but a lot of people think this is just a ploy to get what they really ultimately want. So the stock market hasn't been buying the dips recently. And a lot of people are concerned. It seems to be that... Wall Street is selling the rallies right now. Selling the rallies versus buying the dip. Buying the dip worked for such a long time, and it felt so good doing it. And like, hey, market just went down 5%, and whoo, I got in. Now when it goes up 2 or 3%, we're selling back down, and we're kind of getting... It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's getting rid of some of the weaker hands, so to speak. And you can't have nothing but a market of winners. You have to, at some point in time, kind of smooth it out, so to speak. So let's take a look at how the market actually opened today. And you can always find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. You can hit newfocusfinancial.com and get some downloadables. 
I'm particularly fascinated with retirement because I have no clue what it's going to look like for me. So I'll probably just work till I die. Um, or maybe until they find the body. One of the two are probably going to happen, right? So anyhow, I'm so digressing today. Uh, I'm off my game already, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Yeah, the market opened down triple digits. The Dow. Now, here's what's interesting about the Dow. I don't think anyone owns the Dow 30. You may own a stock or two or three or four from the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30, but we report on it like it's big news. I kind of wish that would change, but I don't know how to change it because if one person does it, it's not going to affect the whole nation of news, right? But then you look at the NASDAQ and we go, well, that's tech heavy. That's tech heavy. So you take out Facebook, you take out, um, I used to say Yahoo, but Yahoo's gone at this point in time, but you take out the big names like Apple um, and Cisco and Facebook and suddenly it's a market-weighted index, so as the top five companies go, so goes that index. And same thing with the S&P 500. Um, it's very, very difficult to get a good read these days. I'm Rob Blacks, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Retail sales top expectations. Stocks are dropping those. Growth concerns linger. We're wrapping up the year. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Welcome back in, Rob Black and Your Money. It's end of the year. So I bring in my friend and not a San Francisco native, but close. Uh, Long-time resident of San Francisco. Um, Wilder, how are you? Thank you, Mike. Mike's on the board. and Thank you, Rob Black. Starting with a... How you doing? Good. You put on a jacket this time. I yeah. like it. Yeah, well, I dressed up you know, for the show. Every year, it's a little bit different. Give us a little background on yourself. Um, I, I've, I've been comic. following you since the 80s. Yeah, I was ubiquitous in the eighties. There was uh, there were clubs all over the place, and I didn't like going to L.A., uh, so I just worked clubs here, everywhere. There were fifteen full time clubs within a ninety mile radius of San Francisco. That's still true. No, no. no What's no, happened no. to the comedy club? Uh, TV and cable kind of replaced it. Uh, people used to go. That was the only place you and comedy was. Also, it was the new rock and roll. It was, it was uh, people who uh, wanted to do drugs and listen to the lyrics, so they wanted to sit down and watch it. I remember um, I had Janine Garofalo in the studio a couple oh, years cool. ago. Um, she was very difficult because it was kind She's of— so authentic. Is she? She's so authentic. Okay. No, I can't no, tell no, you're telling. no, that's her gig. She's so authentic. Okay. Yeah. She was tough to talk about. I was, t- I was talking to her. I was like, um, has YouTube been good for comedians? She goes, no. I'm like, okay, so do people see your bits and it ruins it when they see you in person? No. And I'm like, do you want to leave? <laughs> did you say that? I did. Um, the only other more difficult interview I've ever had was Charlie Murphy. Because I made the mistake of asking about his brother, his brother. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't, I wasn't up on the Chappelle show. I wasn't that hip. I wasn't that cool. And then he switched off. Yeah. Um, and he just totally switched off on me. And uh, had I said, you know, tell me about the bit where you played basketball with Prince. Um, it would have worked, but I, I didn't watch that show. I don't watch other comedians. I, Is that a thing? Uh, it's, 
it's so I don't get influenced and okay. I don't, uh, material doesn't kind of like uh, come into me through osmosis and then it bubbles up a couple months later and I think it's mine because I am, I am not a naturally funny guy. I'm a desperate uh, uh, plotter and, and, and I will, I will uh, plow any ground to unearth a, a comedy seed or a nugget. Yeah, so I would say, well, if uh, I were to uh, classify you, I would say political humorist or satirist. I aspire uh, to be a satirist, but you say that and people think you have goat legs or something. So. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. And let's see. Let's check the legs out. <laughs> let's just make sure now that we're, we got it out there, right? No, no. They bend at the knee backwards. Yeah. So it's it's the good thing. Um, yeah. Um, no, I'm a writer who who performs. Okay. I think I think that's uh, my uh, and I send you my little missives every every week, four out of five weeks. And uh, yeah, so uh, that influences my comedy and my 40 years of stand up comedy experience influences my writing. So I'm a hybrid, I guess. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I was going to ask you today because the end of the year you do shows that you put together. It's it's not one. It's many. It's it's quite a collection. It's from December 26th to January 6th, the big fat year in Kiss Off Comedy Show. And it's part stand-up comedy, but it's also part uh, improv. Some improv, some skits and sketches. Uh, yeah, so six of us get together, and for the month of December, we sift through the ideas, what happened during the previous year, and we come up with bits. And we have a couple of group bits where all six of us are in it. And uh, those those are fun. And then we we do individual stand up, and then we do uh, voiceovers. And I'm doing a Rudy Giuliani uh, answering machine as a, as a voiceover. Uh, He's out of here. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. We'll get there because that's one of the reasons I drag you in. We talk about the top ten stories of the year. Right. right. But um, do you like doing improv or stand up or the writing of? Because your 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 writing's eloquent. It's it's well done. It's um. It's funny, and that's not the easiest thing to always pull off because it's not you're not relying on any crutches like taking your shirt off. That's what I do when I want to make people laugh. <laughs> I used to. I used to do an ET impression. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. I would take my my shirt off, and I would do the ET, you know, with this really long arms. Yeah. My arms aren't that long, but my body was skinny at the time. Yeah, and I have no hair on my chest, none whatsoever. So, and, and the line was, "Hair doesn't grow on steel either." And right, and I would, and I would just, and I would, I would do the ET thing. I, t- I took my shirt off on stage, and I'm very not so proud of that. Someone recently told me E.T. was a child. Did you ever get that from the movie? Oh, the E.T. thing. Yeah, that E.T. was a a kid, and his parents come back and, like, save him at the end of the movie. Yeah. I I didn't ever, like, it was lost on me. uh, Well, I think that's in um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. What's that? Because those were almost the same aliens. Okay. And, and, yeah. Okay. I'm not putting this all together. Yeah. So, but yeah, so you did get an ET bed. So, well, I, it wasn't ET. It was uh, the close Take, encounters. Yeah, that's taking what I your did. shirt off, right? Yeah, I'm not going to do that here. There's a comedian that I saw this year called Bert Kreischer. Kara. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Kara. I think it's K R E I S H E R. And his thing is the first thing he does on stage is he takes off his shirt, and it actually works for him. And it was actually pretty darn funny. Um, I saw him on. This is my next big question for you. I saw him on Netflix. 
Netflix figured out that I wanted to see an overweight, portly white guy with his shirt off telling jokes. Netflix, is it a good thing for comedians or a bad thing? Because it seems to be work. You're recycling your questions. You asked Janine Graflow this. No, 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 no. You right. asked her about YouTube. But see, that was a different time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so now you're asking about Netflix. I think it's good. I think it's every comic. Some of them can't get past. Now they're doing 15 minutes. They're doing, instead of doing half hours, uh, they're doing compilations of four comics doing 15 minutes apiece. So it used to be HBO. That was the big break. Then it kind of turned into YouTube was stealing HBO because the comedians weren't getting paid. And now it's Netflix who they're getting paid, but it seems to live in perpetuity, which I would imagine is a bad thing for a comedian. Like he almost wanted to go live there and then go away. Yeah. Yeah. Like Snapchat. You know, Snapchat so that you're out there for for 10 minutes and then everybody talks and then it's gone. That's a company that should never have come public. Uh, oh, snap. I still don't understand. What was, what was the Groupon thing? Got, they got offered, what, $10 billion and they turned it down because they thought it was. Yeah, that's that's a funny one. Yeah. The big mistakes in business are funny, huh? Yeah. So we'll do that one another day. But yeah, the snap, the founder, uh, he was offered $3 billion from Zuckerberg and he turned it down and. He's going to walk with multiple billions, and he's married to a Victoria's Secret model, and he's impregnated her. So I got to imagine life's okay for him. Uh, but for a lot of the investors, I think they're, they're feeling the short end of the straw, so to speak. Because th- this happens in comedy all the time, that uh, comics who have been used to living on five grand a year are suddenly making 500 grand a year, and everything changes. Does this happen to these big-time entrepreneurs? I think they're talking bigger money. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, does does the lifestyle change their attitude? Let's talk about that when we come back. You've got Ooh, your big a, fat year in Kiss tease. Off Comedy Show, December twenty sixth all the way through January sixth. You can get more information at willdurst.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, seven to nine on AM twelve twenty KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, except for today. We're talking big end-of-the-year kiss-off with Will Durst. You can find him at willdurst.com. I think he is a San Francisco treasure. I'm honored to know him. And uh, smart guy. Smart guy. Very, very insightful with his words, which I think our culture is losing a little bit of. And uh, he's still a pro at what he does. you got a big end-of-the-year show you put together kind of as a... I don't know. Not a congratulations you made it through it, but maybe a congratulations yeah. you made it through it kind yeah, of year. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, uh, some years are are not so, uh, shall we say, fertile for uh, material, but uh, this year was uh, especially so. It was fecund. So when you put together these shows, um, obviously you're putting together a string of it looks like thirteen or fourteen dates. Uh, yeah, eleven cities. In 12 days and 12 shows, because we do two shows in San Jose on New Year's Eve. And you cover all the Bay Area, which for those outside the Bay Area who are listening on the Internet right now, it's, it's a lot. You're, you're going Healdsburg to Pleasanton. Yeah. Now, let's talk a little bit about Healdsburg and the fires last year. Oh, yeah. When you do a show after an area has been ravaged like that, is it, is it a different crowd? Um, or is it just people who want to laugh and forget about the fire for a couple of days? I, th- I think... Uh, both are uh, both affect the show. Uh, a lot of people come to see us 
once a year because we've been doing this for so long. This will be the 26th year. And I think some people find that touchstone is kind of comforting because, you know, tradition uh, and the holiday season and, you know, people watching Frosty the Snowman for the 80th time or or uh, It's a Wonderful Life. So I think we provide a little bit of that that little touchstone. You know what to expect. People have seen us before. There are some people who see one comedy show a year, and this is it. Because, you know, I mean, you get a lot of variety. I mean, you get six different comics and five different styles. And, and so, and then we have the skits. And so, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think Hillsburg came out last year. We kind of sold out that show. And I, and I, I think people were looking to relieve themselves of, of the, the many burdens. I use relieve myself for a different purpose, ah. just so you know. <laughs> and you don't want me to do that at your show. He's, well, he's entertaining himself. Well, that'd be a great way to introduce you. I could come yeah. up on stage and drop my pants and pee and drop the mic and leave. Uh, yeah, that uh, that yeah. might work better in San Jose. I don't like where this is going. San Jose, what are you saying about yeah, San Jose? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So you're going to be in Nevada, Pleasanton, Half Moon Bay, Walnut Creek, San Jose, Mill Valley, Vallejo, Alameda, Sonoma, Hillsburg, and San Francisco. I probably missed one or two. People could find out more. The shows start December 26th. It's a different city, different yeah, night. Come on down. Uh, yeah. Come on out and find out more at WillDurst.com. It's or like us on Facebook. Or is that simple enough, too? No, yeah. Uh, if you just uh, type in Big Fat uh, on the search of Facebook, I think you'll find us. <laughs> you talk, type in Big Fat Radio Guy, well, I come up. No, 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 no. You but look big great. Fa- oh, you stop. Look great. Stop, thanks. You look great. You don't have the Look at my belly. Jesus. We're not comparing bellies today. Uh, no. so okay. Maybe Good. after Christmas. Good. Yeah. Uh, no, maybe in March, you know, after we've uh, stuck to our regimen for a couple of months. So you brought up Facebook. I'm not going to bring up Zuckerberg. Okay, I'm going to bring up Zuckerberg. What's the second time you mentioned him? Yeah, what do you think about the whole privacy issues that they've had this year, and you don't care? or I think it's a known-known. I think uh, Internet privacy is okay. like one of those oxymorons, you know, like a vegetarian butcher. You know, I, I, no, I, 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 we gave it up. We gave it. We didn't pay close enough attention, and it's gone now. Okay. You know, I mean, those user agreements. You seen those user agreements? I have seen the user agreements. I just got a user agreement for a credit card. My God, it's like eight pages in a font uh, that would make a flea squint, and uh, it's longer than the migratory path of the Atlantic bottlenose dolphin. It's it's ridiculous, and you have no idea what it says. You scroll to the bottom and hit agree, and and uh, yeah. So I'll show you my credit cards if you show me yours. Sure. Whip it out. Do you have the. the- Really good. The J.P. Morgan Ritz-Carlton one? I do not. Oh, you Is there a J.P. Morgan oh, Ritz-Carlton card? Yeah. I'm not a Ritz-Carlton kind of guy. You aren't? Mm. Well, no, you get kids. Yeah. yeah. Chase Sapphire Reserve. Ooh. 3% on all my flights and 3% on all my restaurants. Okay. I which I, I, my, when I dated my wife, she knew how to cook, but ever since, she's known how to go to restaurants. Huh. So that she makes reservations. Lots of points, right? Uh, I got uh, United. I, we always... Uh, uh, points on United, yeah. and uh, our little vacation after the big tour is always free because we use points to get to Hawaii, and then we use uh, and I'll double double down. Okay, you Hilton, that's a good one. Hilton. Yeah, that's seven points every time you book through Hilton. I like that card a lot. 
Um, I've only been reluctant to get it because it just came out last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Hilton had a chase. Okay. And then they canceled that, and then they went to this. Interesting. And I've got the city double cash. So for everything that's not restaurants and flights, 2% back on everything. Ooh. So, But I do have you know Hilton uh, okay. rewards and stuff like and that. And I got that's... a Costco card. Okay. Um, they demanded that I make it a credit card. I don't, I don't care. You know. I, I pay it. All, I pay. I pay some of these off totally yeah. every month, and others I always leave a five hundred dollar. Um, uh, five. I leave, Yeah, five hundred dollar balance because okay. I don't want them to think that I'm using them. Okay. Yeah. So I pay off my balance every month. Yeah, every and month. I just get the rewards. And oh, also I also have an Amazon card, but that's just for purchases on Amazon because it gives you five percent off. Yeah, this is what uh, the the city. Uh, it, it was a city. The Hilton was a city, and then it, it went to uh, Mastercard. Okay, because they get rid of remember it. Remember when Mastercard was kind of a ghetto card? No. Yeah, there was a period of time in the like '90s where Visa was just like kind of like Intel inside. It was the premium thing. And Mastercard's a really nice international company, which you could invest in. Which, by the way, I highly recommend. I think uh, Mastercard. It, oh yeah, transaction volumes are going up year over year over year. And it, it, people think of it's a bank. It's not a bank. It's a we don't actually have to talk to people anymore, which is, again, something I love. So I was telling my spouse this morning, I hate people. I hate everyone on my street. I don't want to go to the Christmas party. I want nothing to do with people. I hate gas station tenants. I hate everyone. So when you got to pay at the pump, it was like the best day of my life. So just saying. So don't go to Oregon. Why? Oh, you go, they have to pump your gas? They have to pump your gas. Oh, I hate that. I do, too. So I, it, I'm, you know, it used to be okay, yeah. you know, when it was a rhythm, but now it it just freaks you out. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. So we're talking credit cards with Will Durst. Yeah, yeah. We're talking end of the year, big fat kiss off. You got big shows coming up. People can find out more at willdurst.com. But on your top 10 list, and this is one of the ways you get into me because I like top 10 lists. Everyone likes top 10 lists. Dave Letterman made top 10 lists fantastic again. He brought back the list, so to speak. Yeah, he did. Um, but your number 10 list on the list is proposal to give teachers guns. Um, let's talk about how crazy of a year 2018 was where... I, in hindsight, I don't want my teachers having guns when I was no. a kid. They would have killed me. No. If the gym teacher had a gun. <laughs> the gym teacher. I don't want to talk gym teachers because I was mad at gym teachers because they're always dating students. And I was like, I wanted to date the student. I don't want the gym teacher to date the student. So if he had a gun, he made to knock me off, so to speak. You want the cafeteria ladies to have guns? Librarians. Yeah. Like, well, of course, you give a librarian's guns. They're going to want silencers on theirs. Absolutely. Well said. Oh, I made Mike laugh. You know, the downside about that, though, is we don't have librarians anymore. We yeah, just have, schools do. No, not in California. No, really? Uh, you got to check in. Like, they're, they're parent volunteers kids. now. So if you're lucky, it's a parent volunteer. Who really? The library. Yeah. So it's, it's a sad state of affairs. Um, at one of my kids' schools, uh, the principal is the janitor. And I'm like, no way. And my sister teaches back on the East Coast, and she's like, we got six janitors. And I'm like, yeah, our, our principal does a pretty nice job. <laughs> But he quit after a year. So, cause, yeah, he's a janitor. California's not terribly well funded. I know. Yeah, and they're, they're trying to figure out what to do with the surplus. Um, what do we do with the surplus? Is there a surplus? Uh, well, uh, the city of San Francisco has one. Okay. That's, that's and right. I think the state has one, but uh, they don't, they, they're not publicizing it. Okay. I don't want anybody to know. Because all the legislators have uh, their pet projects. And, you know, and now that there's a Democratic supermajority... Let's talk about San Francisco for uno momento, which uno. is Spanish for one moment. <laughs> I'm fluent. You are. Thank you. Um, 
What do you think about Mark Benioff and the whole Salesforce Tower? Because you're a San Franciscan. I am. So, through and through. I'm a San Carlosian, ex-San Franciscan. Do you miss the city? I work, I work in the city four days a week, and I don't miss it at all. Well, yeah, but you have amenities. You have parking. Great. Yeah. Um, uh, so you don't really, you know, travel to the city. Right. Like and like a normal person. I used to find the skyline beautiful, and I used to go up in the top of the Transamerica building, and there was a restaurant up there, and that got shut down, and now the Salesforce Tower is super big, and I don't really want to go up there because there's too many people, and parking's tough, and we've got towers that are leaning in San Francisco. Like, it's an interesting city. What I've noticed in the last 10 years is the proliferation of bikes, bicycles, and I, it's very European of San Francisco, but it makes me nervous as a driver because bikes should be on the right side. Sometimes they're in the middle, sometimes on the far left, and I just find driving stressful now. I feel like I'm going to run someone over. Yeah. And and uh, there's the bicycle coalition is very powerful. But I live out. You this. People think you're kidding. There's a bicycle coalition. No, no. The San Francisco Bicycle Coalition. And they're mean. And they're. Yeah. They hate. They hate cars. They, they hate cars. Their, I, their idea is to get rid of all the cars and just make it bicycles. Which is great if you're 30 and you live in an apartment that has room for your bicycle. But if you live in the Sunset District and you're old and you need to pick up groceries and there's no way you're carrying them home on on your bicycle, uh, they they don't care. Your Jeff Bezos from Amazon will get your food, put it in his mouth, chew it, and come to your house and spit (laughs) it in your mouth now. (laughs) You haven't heard about this Amazon service? Like a like a like a a mommy bird. Like a mommy bird. So just regurgitate it into your mouth, pre-chewed. So now you can have a bike. That's you don't need groceries. No, it's not. We'll talk about this and more on the ah, list. On the ah. list coming up, Kim 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 Jong Un. Uh, we got Trump. Kim, Kim. We got Vladimir Putin. Yes, and we didn't include uh, uh, Melania's uh, dress. Oh, Melania! I, we got to talk. We got so much to get to. Um, Will's got a big show setting up at the end of the year. Big fat year in Kiss Off Comedy Show. Check out willdarsh.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So I'm talking to Will Durst. We're talking about his big fat year end kiss off comedy show coming up December 26th through January 6th. I love comedy. It's such a nice break because I feel like the year has been a little depressing. (laughs) Is that just me getting older? I think it's every year. I wanted to ask you because I knew you were coming in. Was Nixon as miserable of a president as was living under Nixon as miserable as it is with Trump? No, okay. no. I'm not knocking Trump. I'm just there saying was, it's, there, it's was, just uh, there was so much else going on during Nixon. I mean, it was Vietnam, okay. and that wasn't really his fault. You know, I mean, he didn't he exacerbated it, but uh, he didn't really start it. And was uh, Kennedy and Johnson, and then there was the draft, and then there was the music, and everything was changing. And Nixon was seen as being kind of the establishment. Because people and have got to know it was all like whether him. or not their president's a crook. Back oh, you're, then, you're not listening. Not a crook. Oh, no. Uh, we just played a Nixon drop for you. Oh, good. One more time, just, just for well. We're doing a show for well. Sorry. That in my years of public life, that I welcome this kind of examination because people have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I'm not. I earned everything I've got. I earned everything I got. He, he does make Trump seem kind of benign. Oh yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd much rather listen to Nixon all day long right now. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible, and the way you treat other people are horrible. You shouldn't treat people that way. Last year when you were in, you the know, president, uh, Nixon was not an idiot, you know, 
That's all I'm saying. What? Every huh? year, every year you, you come in, we have to talk about the president. Uh, what, what, what do you make about the year of Trump? It, it was um, it was a descending spiral. I think it, he just he he never. He never looked presidential. He didn't grow into the role. I think that's what I'm disappointed in. That, uh, of course, he's 72, you know, and he's he's a old guy, and he doesn't look like he eats well. And you think he has dentures? <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I think his dentures slip when he talks. The United States. There he is talking about the United States. The United States. Wow. His dentures are slipping. United States. The United States. He doesn't drink. Supposedly. Okay. Supposedly. Do you think he sneaks them? I don't know. I know cool, during the debates, he, cool he, he really exhibited he exhibited a lot of symptoms of a Coke deal uh, user. Really? Do you remember the debates where he was sniffing? Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. So you are you going to miss? News. Fake news. Fake news. We only get two more years, I think. I'm not sure. I don't know if there's going to be an impeachment. I don't know if there's going to be a second term. But do you think you'll miss him? Oh, yeah. For me? Yeah. 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 I mean, the problem is I, I have to uh, be so on top of everything because it changes. And and you, you start doing bits that were six, eight months ago, and people don't remember or it seems so far away, you know? Well, you, you were able to Scare do Chris Christie bits originally, and you can do those again because it's looking like he's going to be the head of the cabinet, chief of staff. Chief of staff. I don't know. They they had a great meme in the paper the other day, and it was a uh, just clown sitting in a line in a line waiting to go on, and it, was, it said uh, auditions for uh, chief of staff. It was, Sarah it was very, I mean, what a cabinet! Yeah, his his that's the problem with he can't get anybody good because they know how he treats his people, right. and he also sues everybody, and he won't pay them. So I mean, it's it's uh, you don't you don't get the best and the brightest, as they say. <laughs> so your big top ten list that you put together each and every year, the number ten on the list was proposal to give teachers guns. Um, I think we've beaten that up well enough. Yes. Um, number nine on the list: Kim Kardashian meets Trump. Now again. Do you remember that? Yes, but I, even that was be, May. Even before that, but it seems like two years ago. Kanye's talked about running for president, and two years ago, that that seemed insane. I think he might be president in twenty twenty. But he, could you imagine Kim Kardashian? Kanye West lady? might run. Yeah, he's talked about it against Trump. Yeah. So and you know why he likes Trump, right? No, because Obama called him a fool. So he, he used a different word. Um, but so that's why he likes Trump. That's not even funny. That's you, not. Don't that's you, not even funny. Don't you kind of miss Obama now? I well, I, I'm willing to take one for the country. You know, I, I, I wish Obama could. Yeah, but that's me. You know, that's not your audience. I don't, I don't want to belabor your audience with my commie pinko yell right themes here. So, so yeah. I was I was pleasantly surprised that Kim Kardashian met with the president. Which time? Um, I, I guess the May one. Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to get a prisoner released or something like that. Because yeah. I, I do think prison is prison a problem reform. in the United States. Yeah. Um, it's a big problem in the United and States. And this was uh, an elderly woman who had been caught uh, on some end of a drug deal. And she was included in the whole thing. And, yeah, it was a little messy. But it is kind of interesting that Kim Kardashian, who's famous for having a, a big tushy, and a dad that died and, you know, protected O.J. Simpson um, and a sex tape. So influencing the president. So, And then her husband showed up 
in October. Make America great again. Yeah, yeah. M-A-G-A. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember you hugged Trump? Yeah. That was, this that was, was a great song. You remember the song? This yeah, is yeah, yeah. This is yeah. Broke yeah, yeah. This gold diggers, right? And um, not Jim Fox. Fox. Who's Jamie? Jamie Fox is featured in that. Uh, so. I'm totally digressing. It's interesting that you... Um, Brought up Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I called it uh, Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump. I, I think I called it the largest assemblage of White House ass since 1978 when Jimmy Carter welcomed the Upper Michigan donkey basketball champions. I got a week off from TV when George W. Bush oh, died. Oh, yes, you did. It was nonstop coverage. I, I kept saying, is he still dead? Because it just went on forever. I got. I made a joke on the following Monday that almost got me fired. I said, shame Jimmy Carter didn't die this weekend because I had could have had two weeks off in a row. Jimmy, Car- Jimmy Carter's 93. Uh, he's he's going to have a week off pretty soon. Him or Trump is next. Yeah. Up next. Uh, Ariana Grande. Now I'm digressing. You could see Will Durst live and in person to see yes, can. through January 6th. Big fat year in Kiss Off Comedy Show. You can find more information about all the cities across the Bay Area at willdurst.com. Or on Facebook. Just look up Big Fat. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.